0: So what often happens in business is that we become either kind of slave drivers or we become servants to the structures, right? And it, it needs to be the other way around.
1: Hey, Sarah Marie Thompson here from Wild and Creative. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here because we are going to be diving into fun ways to increase your personal power and everyday magic on every single episode. I am so glad that you are all with us today. I have with me an amazing guest, Carolyn Hauser-Carson. She is a naturopathic doctor, humanistic psychotherapist, and family consolations facilitator. Her motto is heal your past and create a life filled with amazing love, deep connections, exuberant aliveness, over the moon pleasure, and simple joy. So I'm so excited to have her with us today. Welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Um, Tell us right off the bat, I want to know about kind of like the whole premise of your work, which you kind of explained to me before the call is about having your best experience possible while you're here. Can you dive into it a little bit more?
0: Yes, uh, you know, it's, I always like to just share my story because it illustrates it so good. So about five years ago, I found myself on a couch. I had a 16-month-old and a five-year-old, and I'm from Germany originally. So all my family is still in Germany. I live in Santa Barbara. It's quite the distance. <laughs> so picture me in a one-bedroom apartment with two little kids on the couch, no energy, husband gone all day because he was working. And, and just feeling at my wit's end with the laundry piles and the dirty dishes and not even, I didn't even have energy to change my son's diapers, basically. And, um, one night my husband at the time came home and I just, you know, in despair said to him, I can't do this anymore because I literally felt like I couldn't do it anymore. And he not, not thinking of anything bad, just, you know, being in his kind of, he was just trying to survive too. And, you know, working for two people and so forth. He just said, oh, you wanted to be a mother. And, or yeah, didn't you want to be a mother? And for some reason when he said that, I just completely, I collapsed. I literally collapsed. And uh, my, my, I left my body, my spirit, my soul left my body. And I was hovering under the ceiling, looking down on myself and my kids were on top and they didn't understand what was going on and they were crying. And even seeing them like that didn't make me want to Come back, which was very disturbing. But then a voice—I'm saying a voice—something said, "Your work isn't done, Carolyn. You have to go back, and you have to go into into the pursuit of pleasure." And so I had no idea what that meant. You know, at that time, I had no fun. We were going through bankruptcy. Um, we were—we were already heading towards getting a divorce, and then me being so sick. So there was like it was very stressful, obviously, and. After I that voice sent me back into my body, I was suspended in in a state of oneness consciousness, perfect harmony for five days, which was very nice. And also during that time, um, I had a really musical experience, meaning that when when I when something negative a, a negative thought pattern or something negative would approach my my field, even before I would think it it made kind of like a dissonant sound. So I was, uh, the whole experience was like being in a beautiful orchestra performance. And then the moment something negative would try to enter my field, it would just go out of tune. And so it gave me a way of learning about energy and negative energy and how it, how it impacts us. And also how important it is to deal with it before it gets us in order to keep ourselves in a harmonious state. Because what kept happening in that space was Things would appear in my field before I could even think of them. Like the moment I thought I needed a lemon, a lemon would fall from a tree. And to this day, it happens. I know when I'm in the flow when, you know, all of a sudden, I think I need a lemon and a lemon is there. It just happened last weekend when my six-year-old knocked on the door and said, hey, mom, there's a lemon. And I was just about to think, where am I going to get my lemon from? So So, I
1: tried it with, you know, oh, a million dollars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, obviously, it's easier to believe. Lemon. Um, lemon. <laughs> I have since manifested almost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sales though. That's a brilliant. So, yeah, yeah, going from not making more than ten thousand dollars a year. You have ever.
1: to you have to channel that now into at once.
0: In order yes. to- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm working Falling
1: on from a tree at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So all of this came from like this and then the experience ended. And I'm like, ah, I have to figure out how it happened, how I got into it, what I can do, how I can teach this pe- to people, but what became really clear was that one of the keys was to learn to really make decisions based on what felt right and good in my body and to me for no reason, yeah right? because we 're also trained to to do all these things for other people, mostly, and so I started doing that, and then within a very short amount of time, my life transformed completely. I left my husband my first husband. Um, remarried and found my soulmate and divine partner who bought a house in the Caribbean. I've since served over 5,000 people, published two books and like the list just goes on and it all comes from really making the, you know, instead of f- keeping the focus on strategy and doing, 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 I focus 90% of what I do on my being and on my energy. So even in my everyday life, in my business, you know, I spent maybe two to three hours working and I spend at least that amount or more on doing stuff for myself, aside from being a mom and a wife and being involved in many other projects.
1: Which is so important because so many entrepreneurs totally leave that self-love part out, right? And then yeah. they wonder why things are not happening yeah. <laughs> the best that they can. Um, I want to ask you, so when you have that experience and you kind of saw yourself from above, what do you feel actually happened to you at that moment?
0: Um, I, I think it was a spiritual awakening and a death of some sort, you know, it literally, I mean, I don't know if it was a real near death experience, but it sure felt like it.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Very interesting. And I love hearing about those kind of experiences because without that experience, you would not be where you are today. Right. You wouldn't have had that awakening moment or like kind of like that, you know, headshake moment, right. That brought you where you are today. What can you suggest to people, because obviously you understand kind of how to shift your energy so that you're in a place of pleasure, right? So that you're in a place of receiving. How could, what kind of tips can you give um, those that are listening to help them understand maybe on the day-to-day on how to kind of shift themselves? Like, is there a certain kind of how-to to start out with for, for those that are, you know, new to it?
0: Um, it's a good question. It's multifaceted, obviously, and it really depends on our programming. But part of it is really working with your schedule and making it a priority. It sounds super duper easy and you know logical, but that's where most people have the hardest time. And it comes from usually shame and guilt. Right? The reason why we don't do it is because we feel like, oh, we can't do that. You know, guilt or sh- what will other people think? Or oh no, I have so much else to do and I can't. I had one client once who had an eight-year-old and a two-year-old who hadn't taken a day off in 15 years. And when I talked to her and said, why? She's like, oh, I have children. like, no, you haven't had children for 15 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> why? She's like, yeah, I would feel too guilty. Right? What
1: ha- oh, obviously, your life has changed since you you know, transformed that perspective in your life. But how has your life really changed? Like, what are kind of the nuts and bolts of, of, of the change that's happened for you? Um, have you felt like you have been more expansive, like every morning? Have you felt as though obviously you attracted the perfect person for you, right? Like,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I used to wake up but not even be able to get out of bed and, you know, and had a window from like 11 till 2 maybe where I could actually function and think and do something and then the rest was just trying to make it through. That's completely shifted. Right? I have, I guess, people always ask me, oh, aren't you stressed? You're doing so many things. I'm like, no, because I have the energy. It's just a matter of energy. When you don't have energy, everything seems like a huge and overwhelming, right? So my level of overwhelm has gone down tremendously. And um, my ability to actually be physical and work out and enjoy, like for me, I'm a dancer. So I love moving and dancing and I couldn't do that. Right. And now I can, I, I train every, not every day, but every other day for two, two, two and a half hours. And I'm not tired afterwards. Cause you love it. Right. Yeah. Like- and I, and my body has recovered, you know, and, and healed itself. And then just on, you know, on an outer, from an outer perspective, I was living in a one bedroom place cramped, you know, with four people. Now I live in a four bedroom house. Yes. <laughs> this is very different. <laughs>
1: I I often get into that kind of conversation with people because I'm a very big believer that, you know, our space has everything to do with the way that we feel right or in a world reflection, vice versa. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we need a huge house to feel good. It's just about our environment. So can you dive into obviously you say that, you know, you have more space, but how is your environment now being so energetically conscious, right? How has your environment changed? Or how have you been that much more aware
0: yeah, and I'm am one of those people who's really affected by their environment. So even when I was living in my smaller space, I really um, put a lot of energy. I put a lot of energy into it. My energy, and I've always had a sacred corner or a place where I could sit and just. I would literally sit and just pull energy and golden white light into the house and and make it a space where I'm an introvert. So for me, I need to be able to go home and recharge. And so even if it was a smaller space, I would still make it as, as beautiful as I could, you know, with fresh flowers. And even though I didn't have a lot of furniture and I just tried to make my own art or bring beauty into it somehow, right? Flowers and beauty is, it's more high vibrational. And at the, sa- and at the, same, time, <laughs> at the same time, you know, I could feel how I knew that this wasn't the right place for me. Right. You, that's why we feel so frustrated because we, we know that we already sense what's right for us. And so the trick is to not let that pull you down. Right, to, to have the, and, 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 you know, actually gratitude is really the key to moving it really quickly because when you're in a state of gratitude, it's actually when you're receiving. And, and so be, being grateful for the place that you have and seeing what it does for you is one of the fastest ways to
1: it's interesting gratitude right we hear about it all the time people you know so many people already um practice gratitude without like actually practicing it right it's kind of just part of their being but the interesting thing about gratitude much like say the you know law of attraction or that kind of thing is that what you're really grateful for and what you're really feeling into that gratitude with you're going to attract more of that right so you know, a lot of people, I feel like they probably just kind of go, oh, whatever, like gratitude. That sounds like whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you God for this. Thank you God for that. Thank you God for this. And thank you God. That's not being, that's not feeling really like, I feel so blessed and thank you. It's very different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you really receive actually in yourself, you receive the blessing.
1: I, yeah, I love it that you put it that way. It's it's receiving a blessing. It's like getting into that state where you're actually then receiving a blessing of gratitude. I love it. I wrote down something as we were talking, and I wrote down pursuit of pleasure. That's what you that was what you said to us at the very yeah. beginning. What is pursuit of pleasure to you if you were going to really describe it to someone and get them yeah. on board with going with this?
0: So for me, I was 34 years old, and I pretty much had no sex life. I mean, I had some, but I wasn't very romantic. And I was feeling like a dried up prune very much. Like I could walk down, <laughs> you know, our main street in the town naked and no one would even turn their head basically. And so for me, and this is just for me, for somebody else could be completely different. For me, it really had to do with learning to be in my body, learning to receive touch and sensual experiences oh. to to allow myself to feel how pleasurable it is to be alive. And it actually started... Um with I think I went on a beach walk once, and for, for automatically at some point, I took a really deep breath, and I was like, Wow, that just felt so amazing. I've never felt like this, and just feeling how good that breath felt It's almost like the first breath I ever took, and so I really focused um in the beginning of my healing, I really focused on providing myself these experiences, whether it was to body work or um Contact improv, it's a form of dance. Or going to the beach and feeling the sand on my feet. Um, I did have a lover also. That helped. (laughs)
1: So I feel like you are someone who is very in tune with her feminine energy, right? Was there ever a point in your life where you felt like you had too much masculine energy or there was an imbalance? I
0: still have that. (laughs) I'm German, so I'm very like but for me I know now that for me the key to my happiness is to find that balance and to um, that's why for me that the self-care time and the me time is so important because that's when that's when I connect to myself you know that's when I play with my essential oils that's when I move yeah
1: how has you increasing your business so much as an entrepreneur right you said you went from like you know basically nothing really to, to creating a really strong brand for yourself. How has that, what is the connection there between the energies for you?
0: Like the masculine and feminine energies. Um, so when I work with people, I w- actually work a lot on integrating the feminine and masculine. And I do the same for me. So in business, that means you know that the, the, the masculine part, the structures always need to be in service to the feminine, first of all. So when I work with people on their businesses, I help them, set up really simple structures that really serve them and and a schedule for example just to come back to it is a a simple structure that can support and protect you and provide the masculine um, container for you that you can go by and rely upon so that you can be in your feminine feminine and flow
1: I know. I I love what you're saying because it's funny because it's like, you know, feminine energy is very much about being organic and with the flow and intuitive and and all of that. But again, you're really adding in that kind of strategy part to to really accessing that, right? Can you actually take exactly what you just told us and kind of put it into an example for us? So
0: I'll share my schedule with you. Sure. So before 10 a.m. in the morning, free flow, I don't need to look at it. I know that starting at 10 o'clock, I really need to live by it. I need, like I have it open on my computer and I really need to live by it. After two, I'm completely free to do whatever I want. All right. So I work from 10 to two most days during the week. Yeah. And I have that structure. I know that I really need, and I, I don't try to remember it. You know, I really live by my schedule during that, those four hours, sometimes a little longer. And then before and after I can just be, right. So I don't usually have clients before 10, i can have the whole morning
1: and and what happens if you veer from that like what happens things if- go south
0: <laughs> <laughs> clients i stop making money clients keep having problems nobody calls all gets all goes wrong
1: so what does that mean to you? So when, I mean, I understand what it means to me, but what does it mean to you when you say, okay, I work from 10 to 2, right? Energetically, like how are you preparing yourself for that day? Like, does that mean that you are basically, you know, at your desk, you're, you're concentrating on on business, you mm-hmm. are um, bringing in clients energetically? Like, how does that look for you?
0: So I usually do all the energetic work and stuff in the mornings. I have an altar, so I have a morning, I don't do it at- I do it a little differently every day, but I do have um, an altar and I set my intention and sometimes I journal, sometimes I move, you know, it's a little different. I have things that I do every day and then some I don't. And then when I actually start working normally, I either have client calls or, you know, I I've, I've, I've focus things to do. So for the most time, it's very, I just go by my schedule. I will schedule the things that I have to do for my business. If I have to write emails or, you know, I don't kind of like let it float and I, and I, and I bulk stuff. So I have days where I, have just clients a couple days a week. And then I have a couple days where it's more for creative and writing and reach outs and interviews and got, it. Things like
1: got it. I love it. It's always so interesting to see what other people kind of do behind the scenes, right? We're not at everybody else's desk like peering over. So it's really interesting to kind of get uh, an idea of what you're up to. Um, I've got an interesting question for you. Actually this came up for me in conversation today and I would love your take on this. So I had a client that um, basically was suggesting that nothing was really working for her in the idea of affirmations, you know, positive thinking, all that kind of stuff. Right. She said she felt really, really good tuning into all of this, but still kind of something came up in her life where she felt like it was a bump, like a road bump or like a hiccup, that kind of thing. Right. And she's like, Oh, like I feel as though it's all been for nothing. What would you say to a client in that situation?
0: It's a good question. There's a couple of things. So, one of the things that I always teach people is that basically for us to have what we want, we have to become a vibrational match. And the reason why we don't have it, we're just not a match yet. And any kind of negative thing is, you know, if you look at alchemy, we do need lead to turn, you know, to, we need something and they used lead to, to turn into gold. And so with, when we experience something negative, it's basically the lead that we've been given. That we can use as fuel to kind of you know give us a boost to up level ourselves and there's there's processes and techniques in how to do that and i have a free gift that teaches people how to do that oh that's one thing so if you could just go directly to the negative energy and transform it and then the other thing is um sometimes when when we feel like you know we felt really good about it and then something shifts we're not in the sweet spot and the sweet spot is when the goal is right, and our belief believe in it. You know, so sometimes our belief is just not strong enough, and so we have to adjust it a little. Sometimes it's just not the right goal. Sometimes we are just thinking that we want something, right? Let's say you're thinking you want five clients because you think you need the money, but you really only have energy for one. Right. And so right. then it's just about adjusting and really becoming honest with yourself. Right? So maybe you would be super scared to admit, I really only want to work with one person because you think, okay, then I'm only going to have a fifth of the money. Well, or you just charge five times as much. Yeah. Oh, that feels exciting. Okay. I'm a little afraid about that, but that's what I really want. Okay. Then let's go for that.
1: It is interesting. As soon as I hear something like that, let someone say something like that, I automatically wonder what their contradictions are, that they're like, I'm all about the contradictions, finding out what the contradictions are in my life and other people's lives, because I know that with contradictions also comes some kind of block or some kind of like, fork in the road or something like that right that's like causing them a little bit of pain or discomfort or even um resistance in some way and um for so exa- exactly what you're saying there I mean it could simply be that you know you are asking for one thing and you're not conscious of it but you know your actions are completely saying something different that are going to show up for you in a hiccup or a road bump or something yeah. like that right yeah what has been something in your life even recently that you can share with us that exactly what you said, you kind of saw that negative and transformed it again from my outer perspective.
0: Um, I, I've been running a mastermind for this is the fourth year and last year I had a bunch of people sign on it and pay me in full at the beginning and then really not participate much. And ba- so basically I ended up the year with not having a lot of testimonials and also not feeling like I really helped a lot of people. And so I was really str- I was really struggling with that and not feeling good about it. and so I took that to see what I needed to shift for me to make it for me to make it fun for me again right and so I actually decided to switch into a performance based model so now people can you know I don't like they can't pay me upfront they okay. they pay me a deposit and then they have to produce results to stay in my program and to get my help <laughs> so very different
1: it's such a different take right it's almost like people are paying (laughs) people are paying to do more work which is it's so good it brings people like it makes them show up in their life right and if if that is the type of person that you're wanting to attract that's the type of person you're gonna yeah
0: there's been people that said oh that sounds like so stressful now i need now like i have to i have to produce results i'm like okay isn't that what you want (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right? But it's
1: it's so easy for people to sign up for things, sign into things, um, take courses, programs, all that kind of stuff, and not show up. Um, I know, for example, I have so many different programs behind the scenes, and, you know, over the years, I've probably given some away, right, with different contests, that kind of thing. And when I look in the back end, I can see all the people that I have given my programs away to, and I can see their effort, and it's very low, or maybe non-existent. Where those that have provided you know have um have paid for their program those have stepped up to the plate and said like this is for me this is what i want to do they're the ones that take the course right so there is definitely something to be said for um that self-worth bit that you put into something right how do you see self-worth as something that you know your whole pursuit of of pleasure right where does the self-worth bit come in for you in that
0: Well, you know, if I don't feel good about myself, I don't treat myself well. And then if I don't treat myself well, my energy goes down and then everything goes down. So it's just a downward spiral. Right, so um, if I really value myself, then I make space to tune into my needs and I make myself a priority.
1: Do you find that there is, a really strange dichotomy of, of entrepreneurs out online right now that don't quite necessarily understand the self-worth bit with the creating a business idea because I see a lot of women especially you know want to build something for themselves like they have that self-worth right but then they don't give themselves the opportunity to feel pleasure or what have you right
0: yeah I mean there's so many misconceptions you know Building a business is like building a house and it takes a lot of patience and you know, people think they can just do it without learning about it. You wouldn't try to build a house without getting some instructions.
1: No kidding. And then
0: if like after two days, the house isn't built. It's like, oh, I'm done. This is too hard. So those are just some misconceptions. But then the other thing about the worth part is that people have trouble charging because they feel like they're not worth it. The worth doesn't come from who you are. It comes from a person needing what you have. Mm-hmm. If somebody, you know, if you're selling water, if you're selling it, somebody where there's plenty of water, the value of the water goes down just because there's so much supply. If you're in the desert selling water, you can get top dollars. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same with you, with, you know, with people. Um, what they don't understand is, and where they struggle is, they think that when people say no to their fees, it means that people don't value them. And, and, and then they go into these downward spirals about themselves. It's not about them. It's that person just doesn't really need what you have. Right. And so you need to focus on figuring out who is the person that absolutely needs you for what what, what you have. Where you're the lifesaver. Mm-hmm. And then you can command the top dollars because to them it's worth it.
1: It reminds me of this story I actually saw on Facebook maybe about six months ago, and it was about this, this little kid found this rock or this crystal or something, and he showed it to his grandpa, and he was like, okay, I want you to take this to the market, and don't sell it, but just see how much someone's going to buy it for, and he took it to the market, and, the, and someone said, oh, we'll give you $20 for it, so he came back and said, I could have got $20 for this. He's like, okay, I want you to now take it to um, a crystal shop and see how much you can get for it there. And so he went and he's like, "Oh, the guy said I'd get $200 for it there." And then finally he's like, "Okay, take it to a museum, okay?" And he took it there and he's like, "This is worth $200,000." So that always reminded me to you know, if you, don't, if, you really don't like, that. <laughs> if you don't like the answer, just go to another place to get a different answer.
0: Yeah, like, and go to the person that can actually recognize what you have.
1: Exactly, I know the story always stays with me because it's just a great reminder. Like, you know, if you get shut down in some way or people don't resonate with you in some way, there's always going to be people that resonate with you on some level, so just go find. A bit of a, a refresh for your community, or go find you know another tribe to connect with, and that kind of thing, right? There's always people out there that are speaking your language. you just gonna make it yeah. Fun.
0: And so the way the way I do it is like in my meditation, I really ask for it to guide me. You know, I just ask them who needs to see me today, and just guide me to that person. And then I usually hop on Facebook and just kind of like loosely scroll. And sometimes you know there's like pictures that pop up, pop up. I pay attention, right? I partner with the universe, for example.
1: Love it. Yeah. it. You're actually co-creating. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I actually, am co- I'm intending to co-create. Sometimes I do better than others.
1: <laughs> How do you feel that you really add magic to your life?
0: Um, be- You know, because when you're making space for your own self-care and your own energy, then the synchronicities can really happen, right? So for me, this, there's miracles happening all the time, and they're happening because... Or ha- like what you were saying, you know, if I don't do it, the miracles stop happening, and everything just doesn't work. So when I when I work on or when I focus on helping myself to feel good and be happy, um, you know, you're in a different, you're just in a different space. You're more courageous. You're more, you're paying more attention. You see more opportunities, and um, that's that's the magic, really, to just really be, you know, when you're present, you see the connections, and then it's really fun
1: i love it it's like exactly what you're saying is opening up your mind when you open yourself
0: up to the possibilities of magic those who do will see it right (laughs) and your brain you know from a brain chemistry perspective your brain can only do that when you're relaxed otherwise you know because of the fight or flight and the stress you're literally just looking at the world to your reptilian brain and survival so that's why you know this is very scientific it doesn't have to do with just like mumbo jumbo it really literally changes your brain when you know how to relax yourself because you have access to your higher faculties and that's where the genius you know that's where you can be your own einstein
1: I love that you mentioned that because I'm a really big believer on when I'm creating a, a project, whether it be a program or writing notes for something, what have you, I'm always going to write with a pen first because I know mm-hmm. that there actually is connection with your theta brainwave state when you're actually kind of free writing or, or just, you know, loosely writing that kind of thing without too much um, control. And it really does activate your genius. Right mm-hmm. opposed yeah. to trying to make it work out on the computer, right, and you're trying to write a story, and it's not necessarily working because you're not in the flow and that I really feel like that is such a big blocker, like what do you think when it comes to that creative expression? how do mm-hmm.
0: you think of it? um yeah, you know definitely like getting yourself into for me you know getting into my body, doing something physical or driving for some reason when I'm driving, I have like And listening to music, then the stuff comes. But the more you can just get out of your way and, you know, relax, then it comes. And it's proven, you know, that handwriting uses many more synopsis than just typing
1: i think so i mean i i try not to honestly i try not to use my computer as my first and foremost mm-hmm. as much as i possibly can because i always find that it's so much easier well yeah I have a, journal and a pen to, to get it yeah.
0: i mean anybody really you shouldn't you should not do your um you know your journaling and your visioning you should not do it on a computer you should really do it with pen and paper yes i've written everything i've written everything into being pretty much by just reading it and writing it and feeling it and
1: And it's so funny because you'll always often hear, well, then that takes double the time. Like then that takes twice as long, but it's like, well. Yeah, but
0: it's effective.
1: It's (laughs) going to be channeled work, right? So yeah, Yeah. I I love that. Um, So tell us about the free gift I heard you mention. I'd love to hear that.
0: Yeah, so the free gift basically teaches people how to turn the negative, you know, turn your negative anything into a higher vibrational state. So the idea is that at any given time, your job is just to help you feel, help yourself to feel as good as you can or feel a little better. And sometimes that's easier said than done. So there's ways that you can do it, and my free gift teaches you. And then the other free gift is um, it's called your true yes and no because it's so hard for us, most of us, to know what we really want. And so there's a tool where you can use your body to actually know and just learn to practice this as a muscle because when you do that, I mean, that was one of the main tools that helped really shift my life and it's helped, it has helped a lot of my clients. And so that's my website is womenintheflow.com.
1: Womenintheflow.com. Okay. And they're on there. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, I hope everybody um, hops onto your website and grabs it. I definitely will. It's always I always find it so amazing and so interesting to hear other energy workers' perspectives on how they achieve different things. Right? Um, I know that we all kind of have like the same intention with what all the things that we're doing, but it's just so interesting. Just like everything else, everyone else has different. Everyone else has different ways of doing things, right? Like cooking or like what have you, right? It's yeah,
0: and people need it. You know, good energy. <laughs> And you don't resonate with every teacher, right? I'm sure there's people that have told me the same thing and I just couldn't hear it because of the way that they were thinking and presenting it. And then somebody else told me the same, exact same things and I could hear it.
1: Until next time, feel free to check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun, magical, creative activities for you to take part in. Thank you for listening.